Welcome to a Thursday, July 28th episode of The Elephants in the Room. We are doing so well on our schedule. I'm very proud of us. I'm pretty proud of us too. We're sticking to it. Yeah. So we'll just throw it in again. Uh, two CTAs, for those of you in Rio that's call to action. Uh, one, follow us on Instagram, elephants.in.the.room.podcast. Yes, all the other iterations were taken. Don't at me. Second, if Instagram's not your thing, feel free to email us at eitrpcast at gmail.com. And thirdly, if you want to leave us a review, we greatly appreciate it. Okay. Do we want to kick off with this or tell everyone about the absurdity of the local government here that we just experienced outside? Well, the absurdity of the local government is just more a story of of the of just of just in, encountering lazy people. Okay, so just to fill you all in because we just noticed and it's just driving me a little batty. So we got solar panels on our house mm-hmm. because we're cheapskates and don't want to pay so much money for utilities because it's hot here. And because the government pays you to do this. It's a lot. There are a lot of good reasons to do it. Um, the liberals would say to save the environment, but I don't really care about that. Um, Some would call this crony capitalism. Yes. <laughs> but we're taking, like but we're taking advantage of the subsidy anyways. So anyways, you can imagine it's not as simple as just throwing some panels on your roof and it magically works. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, the uh, city needs to come and inspect it and the utility company needs to come to inspect it. Okay, fine. So they tell us they're going to come by today. Okay. We both work from home. We are home all day. They came, checked it out. Didn't bother to ring the doorbell or let us know they were here. Our car's in the driveway. Yeah, and our car's in the driveway. So, like, clearly someone is home. And they leave. And so we didn't even know that they came. Like, we looked on our ring later, and we were like, I think they came. So we went by, and the solar people told us there would be stickers on the thing when we mm-hmm. when, when we get approved. So we go, and, of course, there's a red sticker, and it says correction needed. What is that correction? Oh, there were no permits pieces of paper yes well, duh yes because because everyone wants to leave loose pieces of paper in an open bag uh just lying around your property when it comes to something that you've just well you've you've decided to spend some solid amount of money on number one and number two uh anyone in the in the basically the state of arizona knows that this is monsoon season <laughs> like it literally rain today which it doesn't rain that often so why would we leave pieces of paper that could get ruined in the water out it's really been raining on and off for like 18 hours now but anyway so one of course it's not out but secondly why wouldn't you ring the doorbell and be like hi excuse me do you have your permits and we could have been like oh yes here you go but do you think they did that oh no 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 so now we got to go figure out how to get it fixed so anyway unbelievable well your government at work people that's right. That's right. Well, speaking speaking of governments working, you know, I'm starting to feel like this argument's going to cut against our usual. You know, the the more local the government, the better. But but as we all know, not all local governments are created equally. There are competent local governments and there are incompetent local governments. Um, 
if you want a hint on which ones tend to be more competent than others, take a look at the political party associated with the failing cities of America that people are 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 leaving in droves. Um, and one of those uh, uh, cities is Washington, D.C. And, and this isn't just the swamp draining, um, but in over the past few months, it's been in the news. And if you haven't heard this story, now you're going to hear about it that Governor Abbott of Texas and Governor Ducey of Arizona have been sending migrants. Heck yeah. Some may call them illegal aliens from the border states to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Saying, hey, look, 3,000 migrants come across the border every day. It's putting a tremendous amount of strain on our resources down here. You all up in Washington, D.C., if you think open borders are so great... Why don't you take care of the why don't you take care of the folks that you're inviting over the border? Washington DC Mayor Muriel Bowser is calling on the National Guard to be activated to help deal with the migration crisis in the nation's capital after Texas and Arizona launched an initiative sending asylum seekers there. The pace of arriving buses and the volume of arrivals have reached tipping points, Bowser wrote in a letter to the Biden administration. Our collective response and service efforts have now been overwhelmed. Tragically, many families arrive in Washington, D.C. with nowhere to go. Or they remain in limbo, seeking onward destinations across the United States. Interesting. Now, before we get there, how many migrants do you think Washington, D.C. is currently dealing with? Oh, well, you already told me in the car, so 3,000. It's 4,000. <laughs> oh, okay. Three, so 3,000 migrants total come over our border illegally daily. Right. 3,000 a day. So right now, Washington, D.C. has received one and a one and a third days worth of people right 32 hours worth of migrants and they're already overwhelmed there were more migrants illegal aliens let's face it that came over the border last year than the populations of the 11 least populated states so like they would be they would be the 12th least populated states that's wild. Least populated state, or the thirty-eighth. If they were, if they were a state, they would be the thirty-eighth right. most populous state. Let me try to make that more confusing for you, <laughs> if you've already given up. The plea for assistance comes after a new NBC News report shows that, according to internal documents, seventy-three migrants were found living in houses in Northwest DC that are operated by human smugglers. And I don't need to, uh, you know what? I will allow us the rhetorical question. Okay. How many migrants do you think are currently living in the White House with the Biden family? Uh, zero. How many do you think AOC has taken in? Uh, zero. I mean, she has a security guard. Rep. Ilhan Omar. Zero. Rep. Tlaib. Zero. Rep. Cheney. Zero. How about just George W. Bush? How many of the Bush family taken in? Zero. Well, I don't know. Zero would be the correct answer. <laughs> the Obamas? 
How okay? How we many, get it. How, we many, get the how many, how how many migrants do you think are currently at Barack and Michelle Obama's fourteen and a half million dollar Martha's Vineyard compound right now? The point being is that these liberals, of course, have invited this influx of people who, yes, a lot of them are trying to make a better life for themselves, but a lot of them are not. A lot of them are troublemakers. Mm-hmm. Not not everyone coming across the border is a valedictorian. I don't I don't I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news on on that front. But not everyone coming across the border is going to be a success. And if you need proof of that, just think of how many people you encountered in your high school days who you went, oh my gosh, at some point you may be taking care of another human being. Okay, right. That's just that's just a human experience, no matter where you live. <laughs> that is universal. Um, so of course, this is just this is and, and right now this is doing what essentially what Abbott and Ducey intended this to do, which was to highlight the issue of, hey, these are actual human beings coming across the border. You can't just do nothing with them. You have to do something with them. This is a humanitarian crisis that the Democrats in this country have created in order to, to, to try to essentially win votes. Yep. This has been a vote grab scheme from the beginning to import as many new voters as possible. That's why they always want to legalize them and give them the right to vote. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's all about the Democrats just f- trying to find a new constituency that they can put on their payroll, i.e. the federal budget. Yep. I do want to highlight one thing about this because I was coming across these stories and the local left-wingers, and I mean the real left-wingers, mm-hmm. are almost maybe having a little bit of come to Jesus moment that the government stinks and the government is going to let you down and that the people in power are complete hypocrites that you fell for. Because taking care of all of these migrants are these mutual aid groups. And I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole this this afternoon in it. But it's essentially what you think it is. This is the people with the all sorts of things coming out of all sorts of piercings, the multicolored hair. These are your liberal do-gooders. But they're liberal do-gooders who actually, you know, not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. And they are just absolutely ripping apart Muriel Bowser and her entire... um, And her... um, in, in her entire um, uh, organization, if you want to call it that. That's basically what it is at this point. Mayor Bowser is 100% failing at addressing an enormous humanitarian crisis in her own backyard, says the leader of Free Them All, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, this stuff, I mean, it's Peace House DC, uh, the beloved community incubator, um, it's all, um, you know, but I do have to say that these are the people who are picking up a lot of slack and just proving once and for all that if you were looking for a solution to a problem, do not look to the government. Do not look to the government to solve your problem because they're not going to be able to do it. 
because the majority of politicians these days, the vast majority of politicians these days are just people who want to stay in power. And that's all their goal is. And they're going to do whatever it takes to stay in power. Yep. And you want to know what? Frankly, someone like Mayor Bowser has nothing to worry about of staying in power. So why care about these migrants? How is it going to help her? It's not going to help her. So why care? It doesn't matter. You think she's taking in migrants? No. So just remember, any of you leftists out there, you look at a story as how inspirational this is. One of the things that we hope that you take away from this is that the government is not going to fix any of the problems that society has right now. No matter how much you might want to turn to it, a government program is not going to get it done. It's going to be people helping people. That, that's, that's, that's how we are going to fix the problems in this country. It's not going to be by throwing money at it via the federal government. I'm, I don't yeah, know what well, else to reply to. You don't know to. what else to reply to. No <laughs> we, saw no, we saw another. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, we can talk. Well, well, let me tell you. Speaking of a group of people like, like the politicians in Washington, D.C., that I would just like to simply just remove from the country, just deport them. Yeah. Like, if you put it on the ballot, would you like to deport everyone in Congress? Yeah, I'd throw out the good with the bad. I think it would be worth it at this point. Um, but <laughs> this is great, just because we have to follow on from the migrant story. Uh, this own migrant issue that Mexico is currently dealing with, and it's an issue that Arizona's been dealing with for a while, too. And it's because Mexico and Arizona share a common border. And it's a border with a failed state of California. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the failed state of California, as everyone knows, has been bleeding population. And a lot of this population in recent years has been heading down south to Mexico City. And this is a story from Fox News today. And this made its way around the internet very quickly for a multitude of reasons. But chief among them... While the Los Angeles Times report insisted that the vast majority of Mexico City locals are unwaveringly kind to visitors, there remains a friction beneath the surface of what gentrification means to the area. There's a distinction between people who want to learn about the place they are in and those who just like it because it's cheap, said 31-year-old Hugo Vandermeer, a man who grew up in Florida and Namibia who has been working remotely in Mexico City. I've met a number of people who don't really care that they're in Mexico. They just care that it's cheap. And that's the crux of the issue, is that a lot of California tech workers said, hey, I can work remote, I can pay $1,500 in rent, and I can live in a palace in the best area of Mexico City. And that's what they did. And they brought all their Californianists with them. <laughs> and no one's learning Spanish. They just want to Americanize the place. They're not assimilating into the local culture at all. And you know what? Frankly, I kind, I, first of all, I think a lot of people can understand where 
any of the local Mexico City residents coming from. Not just because anytime a Californian moves in near you, you immediately need to figure out if they're a regular Californian or like like a, like a whack job Californian, right? Because there are, there are, there are, California attracts everyone from everywhere. And there are tons of regular people who live in California who just don't want to leave because let's face it, California is a beautiful place to be. It's a beautiful state. It's got something for everyone. It's California. It's the most populous state. There's a reason for it. However, the absolute coastal whack job, California, No, everywhere the coastal whack job California goes, whether it's Idaho, whether it's Phoenix, whether it's, as I found out today, Portugal, <laughs> Portugal, Lisbon, Portugal's been having an issue with Californians moving in. Um, <laughs> um, it's just fantastic. However, I do have to say that how many times, and just as an American soccer fan, there's a reason why we do not play Mexico in Los Angeles, the Mexican national team. There's a reason why we don't play them in Los Angeles. There's a reason why we don't play them in Florida. There's a reason why we don't play them in Dallas or Houston or San Antonio or El Paso or any other place down south. And that reason is because there is a large part of, the immigrant, of immigrants in America who have not assimilated into American culture. They are Mexican nationals, and they are a sport international team. So I get that. Like, I flat out, like, kind of get that. Like, when you go down the street, like, there are plenty of times when you encounter people who just flat out not speaking English. You, don't pl- you can go in plenty of neighborhoods in America where you're not spe- you don't speak English. You, you, don't, you know, if, if, you don't, if you speak English, you're not, you're not going to be able to get around. So I absolutely understand where they're coming from. Just, it's just hysterical to see that Mexico is like, wait a second. Because we always complain, we have always complained about illegal immigration from Mexico. It's just funny that they're like, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think you're sending your best and brightest, okay? Like, I think we have a gripe here. (laughs) I mean, isn't this what we used to joke about where we were like, okay, we'll do a trade. Like, right. we'll send you our liberals, and you send us your best and brightest, and we'll make a trade. Yep. Yep. Here you go. You know, I think word might get around the migrant community and be like, hey, you know, if you go to California, you're going to have to deal with these people that, live, that moved into my uncle's neighborhood, and these people are insane. Of course, they're, they're escaping, you know, there's the regular Californians that just need to end up escaping the, the whack job coastal Californians. And unfortunately, sometimes this left coast nonsense makes its way into national politics. And that's what we unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, we received today as a country where, uh, where uh, we, we had a nice, nice big tax hike. Um, in this climate change uh, bill that uh, was passed and celebrated. And, you know, Republicans are complaining that Manchin double-crossed them, but I don't know, the guy's a Democrat. He doesn't caucus with you, you know? He went with, he went with everyone else in his caucus, right? Like, it's, it's, that's what happened this time. Um, uh, with $433 billion in spending, the package spends less than one-sixth of the approximately $3 trillion Democrats were discussing last year. Um, 
but it's going to increase taxes by $739 billion. The Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. The infl- We're spending $433 billion more. We're just going to dump it in the economy when inflation is running rampant. And they're calling it the Inflation Reduction Act. It's got all sorts of other nonsense in there. Medicare, some Obamacare stuff, expending, extending Obamacare and whatnot. Um, um, but it's just like, it's just this like big, gross spending bill that has just a whole bunch of nonsense on energy and climate. It's a 15% corporate minimum tax on businesses worth more than a billion dollars, $369 billion on energy and climate efforts, which is just all going to just go. It's just, this is just a handout. It's just a complete garbage handout that we, that we have no reason. $1.9 billion for a neighborhood access and equity grant program. That's just a give, that's just a giveaway to liberal groups before an election to help them, to help them ballot. What about this nonsense? It would further provide up to a 7,500 tax credit to families making up to $300,000 per year for electric vehicles. Okay, fine. Crony capitalism. Go get your free bucks. However, they add in this part, assembled without critical minerals from hostile countries and not assembled in hostile countries. So what's a hostile country? Yeah. What is that definition? And how do you make sure you don't accidentally buy one of the cars that doesn't qualify? Are they going to now have to put a label on the car that says this is from hostile country? It might shoot you. Are are they going to label China a hostile country? They should. They should. They should. Probably not, though. I just want to know why someone making $300,000 a year needs a $7,500 tax credit to buy an electric vehicle. Why do people need a tax credit for getting solar panels? (laughs) You want to go there? No. (laughs) Is this not just crony capitalism? Of course it is. It's complete crap. Um, I also like how they then further stipulate, because I guess that credit is just for buying a new electric vehicle, because if you buy a used one, you only get a $4,000 tax credit, and that's only for families making up to one hundred fifty dollars So if you make more money but buy a used car, nothing for you. <laughs> yeah, you got to buy a new one to get it. Uh, so absurd. All right, anything else on this one? No, there's nothing else on this one. It's just... I'm surprised. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I forgot the last part, the best part. Part of the bill provides $403 million for IRS expenses, including purchase and hire of passenger motor vehicles. Great, great. We need to equip the IRS taxpayer harassment fleet. Great. It's just... I, I I just, like I said, this is just government handouts to liberal interest groups ahead of an election. It's the most predictable crap ever. I'm actually surprised that they would pull something like this before an election because 
I don't think it's really going to galvanize the base that much. No. And it's really going to piss off conservatives even more. Like, do you think it? you're going to see more galvanization on the conservative side or more positivity in getting out the vote on the liberal side from this bill? If I have to be honest, I don't think a bill like this is going to move the needle that much in either direction. That saddens me. I think it's, I think this is, I honestly, I hate to say it, but yeah, I, I agree it's sad, but I, I think this is the kind of thing that is a temporary, like 12 hour kind of conniption fit. And then, um, and then we just move on because this is what's to be expected. And as the article starts, hey, it could be worse. Remember, Joe Biden is not, you know, Joe Biden is running to the left of Marx at this point. Um, the Democrats, I mean, they're controlled by the far left of their party. I mean, this could have gotten really out of hand and really bad. So the fact that it's only kind of bad, I guess we're supposed to take away that it's kind of a victory. But at the same sense, it's just horrifying that. You know, like you said, it's really, I think at the end of the day, it's not going to, it's not going to move the needle at all because something else is going to happen. We haven't even hit Labor Day yet. We haven't even hit Labor Day. People start paying attention after Labor Day. We haven't even hit football season yet. We're only in training camp. We haven't even had preseason football games, right? We need to, we need to, once the air starts to chill, that's when we got to figure out what's going to be an issue. I can tell you what's not going to be an issue, and or I should say, I can tell you what will become an issue on the right and will galvanize the right is if the left tries to make monkeypox a thing. If the left wants to lock down and mask up over monkeypox, that will galvanize everyone on the right to show up in, in, in November. I hope so. We don't even need to get into monkeypox. No, I'm over it. I'm over it. Stop having sex. Move on. I thought my favorite monkeypox story of the week is that, like, the New York, whatever, some sort of public health official there said that the thing that they need to do is rename monkeypox because it's stigmatizing oh, yeah. and racist. Right. Okay. But didn't it come from a monkey? Is that why they called it that? No, I don't think it did. I think oh. it came from something else. Oh, well, then... What did it come yeah. from? Name it that. I don't know what it came from. Because I don't care. Who it's cares stupid. what it's named? Who cares what it's, it's named? It's, it's very easy to not get this disease. Stop like, worrying about the Are you worried that. about getting HIV? No, because you know how to avoid that. Yep. So don't do the things that will give you monkeypox and you'll be okay. Yeah, it's just basically don't have, yeah, don't be promiscuous. Yeah, boom, done. Okay, next. We're handing we're trying to hand over a, a a a hardened international arms dealer for a basketball player. That's stupid. A basketball player who is too stupid to follow local laws. That's the issue. She's like she, this week this is this is great. This is Brittany Griner we're talking about. You may have heard of her. She's the WNBA player who was arrested in Russia for bringing, bringing weed into the country. Marijuana is illegal in Russia. You can't bring marijuana into Russia. Okay? You don't, don't mess. First of all, here's a good idea with tip when traveling to another country. 
don't mess with another country's laws. Yeah. Because it's going to end poorly for you. It's going to end poorly, especially if you're an American, because we have a reputation abroad. Sorry, we just do in a lot of places. Don't break another country's laws. She broke another country's laws by doing something incredibly stupid, by bringing drugs across an international border. Right? And I get that it's 2022 and in America where life is freaking amazing that she can do this. She's never going to stop by TSA for what she did, for bringing a marijuana vape pen and, and, and cartridges in her, in her bag. She will never get stopped by TSA for that. She will never get in trouble anywhere in the United States for carrying that on her because no one's ever going to look for it. Ever. But Period. Like, End of sentence. Would you bring your own alcohol? Like, no. No. Legit. How hard is it to look up laws? I d- it, it's mind-boggling. It's, I mean, you can't even... Not only should you look up local laws, mm-hmm. but you actually can't take weed across state borders into states where it's not legal. Yeah. Like, if you buy weed in California and then go to a state where it's not legal, you could be arrested for that. You could. You can be arrested for so yeah, no possession. So, how yeah. is someone not aware that this is still very much illegal in a lot of places? Because she's so used to just being in America. She's just so used to experiencing the freedoms that we have in America. She, I bet you it didn't, even, it didn't even cross her mind that she can get in trouble for it. She'd be like, oh, it's nothing. It's just weed, right? No, so not Mother Russia. Not Mother Russia. It's not weed. But this week she goes, one of the things she said this week was, they didn't even read me my rights. You don't have any rights. There are no rights in Russia. You're in Russia. You don't have rights. There's no Miranda, there's, there's no Miranda rights. That doesn't exist there. You're in Russia. You broke the law. You're in jail now. All right? Have fun going to Siberia and smacking rocks with a hammer for 10 years. <laughs> they didn't read me my rights. I mean, the best was a couple of weeks ago when LeBron James was saying, you know, if I was her, I, I don't even know if I'd want to come back to America. Oh, yeah. Russia's <laughs> been treating her so well. Why would she want to come back here? And he's like, well, what I meant to say was America's not really trying hard to get her out. Like, why? Because why it's, our responsibility, our, it's our responsibility to get her out. Like, She's a grown woman, a grown adult. She's 31 years old. No She's one 31 forced, years old. No one forced her to go to Russia. No one forced her to put weed in her bag. This is all her personal responsibility. And now you have to face consequences of your dumb actions. And now, and now Joe Biden is going to override the Department of Justice's recommendation to not give up this arms dealer. Joe Biden, this is another this is like the student loan. This is just a gift to one of his interest groups, which is, oh hey, you know, I'm gonna get one of your heroes out of jail. By handing by handing up by handing up one of uh, one of the world's most dangerous criminals. Fantastic. For someone who gets you twenty and ten a night. Do you wanna do the resume and we'll end with the food? Okay, yeah. I'm still kind of reading this resume, so why don't you tee it up? Oh, it's just hysterical. It's just something that I came across. One of the things I like to do in order to see what people are, what, what uh, the cat, cat ladies of the world and whatnot are, uh, are, uh, are um, uh, looking at these days. And, uh, but sometimes you come across something really funny. And this was just, this was just, uh, uh, 
<laughs> a, a resume. This is terrible radio. <laughs> Why? I can read it out loud. You don't want to read it? All right. Well, so, okay, so this is his work experience. Um, I've been looking at resumes lately at my work, and let me tell you, I would want to chat with this guy. Um, so uh, why don't why don't you uh, why don't you uh, yeah? So Max, let me I don't know why Max here. is like sucking. Let at me this, interview but... you here. Um, could you tell me a little about uh, your experience as uh, your most recent experience as a warehouse associate? I put bolts in bags, then slap a label on that hoe, then bring it to somewhere else in the warehouse. Mm. That's what it says under warehouse associate. Now, now previously you were also a warehouse associate. Um, and, and, and could you, could you tell me what you were doing in that position? I was putting boxes around 10 to 70 pounds onto pallets and sometimes would work with partners to do two men jobs. It's the same work. Instead, you'll need two men to bring down these boxes that weigh 70 plus pounds. I started off as a temp that then they saw how serious I was with the job and made me permanent. Oh, that sounds, uh, that, that sounds, that's, that's great. It's showing a lot of initiative there. Um, now, now before this, you were also a warehouse associate. Can you tell me a little bit about, about that position? Uh, yeah, I was a temp in there. They just needed me for a while, then let me go. Gotcha. And, um, I also see here that you also have some roofing experience, some construction experience. Could you tell me about that? Up on the roof, replacing the old roof with a new one. Mm -hmm. I see. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like you've got a heck of a lot of experience in various areas and seems like you're a great teammate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to share that because it made me laugh and you should laugh too. Um, all right. I think this was probably the story of the week. Honest, if I, if I had to pick a story of the week, an internet story of the week, this is it. Bittersweet memories is the headline. Klondike puts a freeze on the Choco Taco. I literally don't even know what this is. You've never had a Choco Taco. I never even heard of a Choco you grew Taco. Up, you grew up in a dessert family and you did not have a Choco Taco. Okay, whoa. First of all, a dessert family that made their own desserts or went and got good desserts. I'm not talking about this grossness in the freezer aisle shenanigans. That was not a staple. My mom made our own ice cream for, for crying out loud. We're going to have to send you back to California. <laughs> I don't know what any of that was. Okay, so, I just want to apologize for everyone in the other 49 okay, so states for, for those, what you just heard. For those heard. of you who have never, have also never heard I really of hope Choco Taco. I really Choco, hope Governor Ducey Choco, did not hear that. How do you say this? Choco Taco? Choco Taco. Choco Taco. Okay. What it looks like is a uh, waffle cone shaped as a taco and then inside is some vanilla ice cream with what appears to be chocolate lines and then it has some sort of chocolate sauce frozen thing with perhaps nuts on top i think you did an accurate job describing the delicacy it doesn't look that good to be honest yeah no yeah what person doesn't like uh, ice cream and chocolate and uh, a nice little waffle cone on there i don't like ice cream sandwiches like that doesn't look that good to me sorry well Simply, simply put, I uh, this was a big story, but I, but, but because of that, that's fine. The question that I want to propose to you is, what was your favorite childhood treat that no longer exists? Ugh. 
okay, well, I don't know if it no longer exists because I don't go there anymore and I don't buy them, but we used to go to Yosemite and Wawona a lot growing up and they had this like dog, like icy machine thing and they were called like Slurpees, not Slur- not 7-Eleven Slurpees. It was slush like puppies. Slush They're called Slush Puppies. Something like that. Yeah. Does those, do those still exist? Oh, oh God, yeah. Okay, well then I don't know. <laughs> Do you have? Like I like a, that. I mean, I have a great. I, there is a. Do slu- you have a list of things there's that a, I'm there's, away. A slu- there's a slush puppy. There's a. Slu- yeah. Well, I mean, if you wanted to open up the show prep doc, maybe you could interact with Wait. it a little bit. <laughs> wow! Shots fired. Wait, but okay. So everything in this article with the little pictures, all these things are gone. Yes, these are okay, all gone. Squeeze it. I drank those. Squeeze it. Yeah. Uh, but to I be wanna, honest, I don't miss them. I want to shout out mine. So I've got one, and 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 the place where I had these the most was at a place that I recently took you on a date, the Museum of Science in Boston. Yes. I, my sister and I, would always get the drink orbits there. What you have to explain that it was like a juice kind of drink that had these floating gelatin balls in there. And you don't like bubble tea? No, I don't like the flavor of bubble tea. Wow, get out of town! Like, ha- like you've never seen orbits. Your, your most missed thing is a drink with floating things in it, and you don't want the thing that I drink with floating things in it. Come on, man. Let me pull it up for you right here. Orbits. orbits. A non-carbonated fruit-flavored beverage made by blah, 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 blah. This is quite literally bubble tea in a soda. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's bubble tea in water. Folks, this were, is breaking news. They were awesome. He, Max refuses to get bubble tea with me, and he literally apparently used to drink them as a child called something else. It's not bubble That's tea. what it's I've learned today. Tea. It's not bubble it's tea. It's ba- Google it for yourselves. Google it. Google it. It's called Orbitz. O-R-B-I-T-Z. Is that what it said? Yeah. Orbitz. Google it. And then also, if you don't know what bubble tea is, wow, I don't know how we're friends, but you can just Google that. And then I'm please pretty, compare the two. I'm pretty sure this article's wrong because Dunkaroos are definitely still around. I've seen Dunkaroos. Yeah. That's why I was asking you, are these did all Did you ever have deprecated? the different color ketchup? Did you do, did you do that? Did you try the green ketchup or the purple ketchup? Probably, but also that's gross. It was interesting. Yeah. Okay. Fruitopia. I remember that. That was a cafeteria staple, right? If you were a good kid, maybe, maybe you get a buck from your parents. You can go buy Fruitopia for lunch. Okay. Yogurt covered fruit flavors. I don't okay, know. we're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap it up. Because we're gonna wrap it up. Oh, I remember the bug pops. See. I remember the bug pops. Sorry, okay. our listeners can't see what you're looking at, but they can imagine it in their mind. <laughs> That's what radio is. The theater of the mind. You can imagine me drinking a beverage with a whole bunch of neon colored gelatin balls floating in it, and then refusing to drink bubble tea. All right. We will catch y'all on Sunday. Yeah, you will. Yeah.